welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Saturday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, whose providence never fails in its design, keep from us, we humbly beseech you, all that might harm us, and grant all that works for our good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Before God and before Christ Jesus, who is to be judge of the living and the dead, I put this duty to you, in the name of his appearing and of his kingdom. Proclaim the message, and welcome or unwelcome, insist on it. Refute falsehood, correct error, call to obedience, but do all with patience and with the intention of teaching. The time is sure to come, when far from being content with sound teaching, people will be avid for the latest novelty and collect themselves a whole series of teachers according to their own tastes. And then, instead of listening to the truth, they will turn to myths. Be careful always to choose the right course. Be brave under trials. Make the preaching of the good news your life's work in thoroughgoing service. As for me, my life is already being poured away as a libation, and the time has come for me to be gone. I have fought the good fight to the end. I have run the race to the finish. I have kept the faith. All there is to come now is the crown of righteousness reserved for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. My lips are filled with your praise, with your glory all the day long. Do not reject me now that I am old. When my strength fails, do not forsake me. I will sing of your salvation. But as for me, I will always hope and praise you more and more. My lips will tell of your justice and day by day of your help, though I can never tell it all. I will sing of your salvation. I will declare the Lord's mighty deeds, proclaiming your justice, yours alone. O God, you have taught me from my youth, 
and I proclaim your wonders still. I will sing of your salvation. So I will give thanks on the lyre for your faithful love, my God. To you will I sing with a harp, to you, the Holy One of Israel. I will sing of your salvation. Alleluia, alleluia. Happy the poor in spirit. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. In his teaching, Jesus said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk about in long robes, to be greeted obsequiously in the market squares, to take the front seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at banquets. These are the men who swallow the property of widows while making a show of lengthy prayers. The more severe will be the sentence they receive. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the treasury. And many of the rich put in a great deal. A poor widow came and put in two small coins, the equivalent of a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, I tell you solemnly, this poor widow has put more in than all who have contributed to the treasury. For they have all put in money they had over, but she, from the little she had, has put in everything she possessed, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the Lord sitting opposite the treasury in the temple, uh, you know, the place where people would make their donations and You know, I suppose he's just sitting there minding his own business, taking a moment of reflection maybe, you know, time to relax. After all, it's been hard work destroying Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians left, right and centre. And when I close my eyes and imagine this scene and, well, look, take this for whatever it's worth because it's, you know, my crazy imagination. but, But I always picture these people coming to the treasury and, you know, throwing in their offering sort of slowly. You know, let the coins run through your fingers so that it makes a nice ding, 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 ding sound so that, you know, people get a sense of just, you know, how much you're putting in. I mean, after all, Jesus has just finished criticizing the scribes for, you know, making a show of their greatness. And, and you know, I don't know, maybe that gives me the sense that, that that same kind of attitude is continuing there at the treasury, that people are making a bit of a show of the gift that they put in. The rich put in a great deal, we hear. Well, how do you know it's a great deal? Well, they're making it obvious, it seems. But then you come to this poor widow who, who sort of puts in two small coins, you know, the equivalent of a you know, couple of cents. And, and you know, in, in, in my imagination, I can, I can kind of see her sort of run up to the treasury, throw in the coins and, and, and kind of scurry away, embarrassed at its poverty. Embarrassed at how, how little that she can actually contribute. But what's beautiful here is that the Lord Jesus is the one who is able to see the true value of her contribution. And it's not found on the coins, it's found in her heart. Jesus, you know, calls his disciples over and he says, Look, wait, you guys didn't see this, but I saw this. She put in more than everyone else. Why? Because she put herself in the treasury. 
you know, she made a gift of herself. She gave all she had to live on. She, she just put her entire life into God's hands. Now, I think, you know, even, even just a fairly shallow reading of this text can give you a sense that, that this actually ain't about money and about how much we should give, but the fact that we give ourselves. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm reading this into the text that, that there's a kind of, you know, embarrassment from the widow at, at the poverty of her gift. But I, I like to think that this becomes a bit of a spiritual lesson for us because, you know, I think when we're honest with ourselves and when we look at our own lives and our own faithfulness to God, that, you know, the gift that we give him is it kind of sums up to a couple of pennies, doesn't it? That there's, there's a poverty in the gift that I give, you know, when I try to entrust myself into, into God's hands. But isn't it a consolation that Jesus doesn't measure the value by means of what's on the coins, but by what's in the heart? That, that when we give ourselves, when we throw ourselves into the treasury, when we, when we hand our lives over to God, that he doesn't look at the value of our lives, you know, our accomplishments, you know, how, how successful we've been, how much use we're going to be to him. No, he's, he's able to look at the value of the heart. You've given everything of yourself. And whether that's a lot or a little, whether it's, you know, early on in your life or late in your life, you know, you've given more than just stuff. You've given yourself. And I think that's a truly encouraging little message for us. I know my sinfulness. I know my unfaithfulness. I know that there are so many things that I could have done and didn't and haven't served the Lord the way that I should. And yet, when we throw our lives in with Jesus, he measures according to a different scale. You know, it's not the sum total of our achievements. It's the measure of our heart. You've given me your life, everything you have to live on. So we may look at the poverty of the gift which we give to Jesus and maybe even be a little bit embarrassed or, or sad at what we see to be the little value that it is. But Jesus shows us that the value isn't found on the coin, but in the heart. And that he finds us truly precious. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, 
I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.